do love Mavs. They make me laugh out loud. I mean, they are funny. Really? Yes. Buckle up, baby. The kings of controversy are on the microphone. It is time for another episode of Matt and Andrew versus Society. What's up, you guys? What's 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 up, you guys? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, guess what? I still don't have internet. <laughs> Therefore, Matt and I still can't podcast together, stream together. I guess that's about it. We can <laughs> we can do other stuff. We've been in contact. Uh, we've <laughs> we've uh, I've reached out to the other party involved with the podcast, and we're working on it. Uh, unfortunately, I still have no idea. Um, when I'm going to have internet again. I'm hoping soon, soon, uh, but I've been hoping it'd be soon for, you know, since I got back from Mississippi, which I don't know. I'm having trouble with time. I'll be honest. Uh, the uh, Hurricane Ida feels like it was simultaneously months ago and yesterday. So it's just tough to gauge. It was, it made landfall on August 29th, and I'm recording this on the 10th of September. So, you know, it, it has not been that long. Uh, but it just feels like uh, forever. I don't know. We got a couple things going on right now. I'm making some coffee. I'm about to make some oatmeal for breakfast. Got to go to work. But I'm also trying to keep things together uh, as far as making sure we put a podcast out weekly. And so, you know. That's what I'm here to do, I guess, just like we always do, just talk about what I've been up to, and, uh, man, I've been getting back to work, which has its pluses and minuses, like, on the one hand, you know, I came back Sunday from Mississippi late at night to find we had power. Uh, we got it back that earlier that evening, uh, which was amazing because we were not sure what we were getting into. Um, and that, that was another thing. Like we stayed in Biloxi, I guess, I guess I, I, this hadn't been really discussed yet. So, uh, we ended up, DT and I, staying in Biloxi, Mississippi, because uh, a co-worker of hers was going out of town, and she has pets and was going to need a pet sitter, and we thought, why don't we do each other favors? <laughs> Let us stay in your air conditioning with your fancy lights and your highfalutin electricity and we'll, you know, let us do that. We'll take care of your pets, which was really easy. Uh, they had a very friendly cat who had the funniest haircut. They, like the groomer shaved him from like the neck down. So he had this like, fluff of hair on his collar and made a little like design at the end of his tail so it was kind of fluffy uh and <laughs> said she gave him the lion uh so that was hilarious you just see this little like orange cat 
prowling through the home, <laughs> thinking it's the king of the jungle. I don't know if it was thinking it was the king of the jungle. I'm not going to try and get inside a cat's mind. Oh, my God, the coffee's done. This is exciting. Anyways, uh, and the dog was very sweet and very old, so she didn't want to, she didn't like going for walks, she mostly, she didn't like being in the room alone, but she wasn't like, she didn't need to be on top of you, like other dogs with, I guess separation anxiety seems like a very common trait for, for dogs, um, because I feel like, and I feel like it came out of nowhere too. Uh, it also could be that, you know, I didn't have a dog for a long time, uh, after my family's, well, you know, my family, we got our first dog when I was in high school and, you know, I moved out ASAP, I, uh, once I was done with high school, I went to uh, I went away to the University of Iowa. That went terribly. <laughs> uh, it was basically just a revolving door. Uh, I <laughs> I walked into the University of Iowa, partied my way right out. And it's funny because I went there with people I went to. Uh, some people I went to high school with, and, and I barely saw them. It just, <laughs> I, I just uh, made some friends at the uh, Healthy Lifestyle Dorm, which was supposed to be the, uh, the clean living place, <laughs> you know, for, for kids who wanted to go to college and have good, clean fun. Uh, but most of the people that were there were simply there because um, it was either that or some, I forget what they called it, but they had somewhat run out of dorms. So you either had to like live with 10 people in a floor's common room until dorms opened up or, you know, you could live on the healthy lifestyle floor. And most people took that option and didn't take the healthy lifestyle part seriously and had a lot of fun, but, you know, didn't learn much, <laughs> didn't gain a lot of real world skills. Uh, so, oops. Uh, but then after that, I uh, moved in with uh, Matt and Bobby and our friend Frank and uh, uh, on Polk and Carpenter above a hot dog stand. Very big time Chicago move. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't even, my point of all of this tangent is uh, I didn't grow up with pets um, and I had a dog that I spent a lot of time with for three or four years maybe. Uh, but after that, you know, I, <laughs> I was out of the house. Um, but I, I feel like every big dog, um, you know, if it's above 80 pounds, it has separation anxiety. I don't know. Maybe it's just the dogs, uh, maybe it's just the circles I run in. But these dogs, they're out here with separation anxiety. Uh, but yeah, so this, this, uh, doggo, Lucy, she was, uh, older. She, she just wanted to be in the room that you were in. She didn't need to be on top of you. She didn't need your attention. She was just like, hey, cool if I hang out, you know, poke her head in and uh, lay down. But that was, that was nice. And then also we got to kind of see some of Mississippi near where DT works. And she, so she works in Mississippi. She is a dolphin trainer. And we live in New Orleans. It is a little over an hour commute. Sometimes can be longer if there's a lot of traffic. Um, talking hour and a half, hour 45, nightmare situation. Um, but usually 
under an hour and a half, a little closer to an hour and 10 minutes. So we got to hang out near her work where she only had a 20 minute commute and she was, and we're in agreement on this. Fortunately though, she was like, uh, yeah, and I'm reminded why we live in New Orleans because we were there for a couple days and it seems like a really nice place to visit. We had fun. There's some cool stuff to do, but I think we did it all. And, uh, for anyone listening that doesn't know, we moved to New Orleans from Florida. We moved to Florida for a job opportunity of hers. Um, and we moved to New Orleans because we liked it. So we moved here because we want to be here, not because of uh, a job opportunity or it was a good career move or anything like that. Um, and I think that spending a couple days in Mississippi hammered home that, hey, we're where we want to be. And, you know, spending that much time in the car sucks. But we, uh, when she gets out of the car, she's in New Orleans, which is way better than, you know, driving 20 minutes in Biloxi. We would, I would pick her up from work and we'd be driving home down the highway, which I have a problem with, by the way, when highways have a stop uh, light every mile. Like, that's fine. Just don't call it a highway. Let's get a new name for that shit because you're not meeting my expectations. <laughs> the highway is go, 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 uh, not catching a red light on the way to and from work. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. I do know that. But so we're doing that and uh, we're driving down the highway. We see a Raising Cane's, which uh, is not good food. It's unseasoned chicken and mayonnaise and ketchup with cracked peppercorn. That's their that's their secret sauce. Um, and they don't season their chicken tenders because they want the sauce to shine. Really? You want mayonnaise to shine? It's disgusting. It's crap. I don't, I, I know people go fucking nuts for it. I'm here to give you a PSA. If you, if you haven't had it, avoid it. It's crap. It's garbage. And people just buy into the hype, I guess. I don't know. People can like what they like, but the way that people ride or die for unseasoned fucking chicken tendies is beyond me. I don't understand. Yeah, I was sitting on this coffee. Even though I'm getting fired up about canes, I still want some coffee to wake up. But we see, we know that people lose their shit for canes. This drive-through is like at least 20 cars deep, going into wrapping around and going into the highway. And we're like, Jesus. <sighs> and we just think, man, people really love this shit. They're ride or die for canes. And then maybe a half mile up, there's a Chick-fil-A on the other side of the road. And it's the same thing. The cars in the drive-thru are wrapped around and it's spilling out into the highway. And again, um, Chick-fil-A is another one that people are really ride or die for, um, <laughs> which we don't need to get into that one. Uh, but you know, those people suck. The food's better than raising canes. I will, I'll concede that point for sure. But those people suck and I don't want to give them my money. Uh, Mississippi, of course they don't care. And honestly, it, you know, we're all giving our money to horrible fucking people. That's the long and the short of it. So I guess if you want to give your money to horrible people and, you know, buy chicken or you want to give your money to horrible people and buy chicken from Rouse's grocery store, which is a chain down here, which, uh, one 
of the owners. Uh, there were some pictures of him down in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. You draw your own conclusions from that. You can figure it out. You're smart. You listen to Mavs. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we're just giving our money to horrible fucking people. Anyways, Raising Cane's, Chick-fil-A, lines into the highway. Good Lord. Uh, Pass a Popeye's, which is, in my opinion, the superior chicken. Um, but they've definitely fallen out of public favor. I think especially down in the South when you have Chick-fil-A and Raisin Cane's readily available. People go for that. Uh, line into the highway. Another one. So fast food chicken, if you live in Biloxi, invest. Uh, because people will sit in insane lines for you know, okay food. Uh, it, it, it truly was mind-boggling to me. I was tempted to make a mind-boggling joke, and by joke, I mean, quote, blades of glory, about when your thoughts get so uh, confu <laughs> mixed up, it's like they're trapped in a bottle. <laughs> but I resisted and decided not to use someone else's joke. And now I'm talking about it. You know why? Because I want to be celebrated. Celebrate me for not doing what I usually do, which is, quote, a somewhat obscure comedy that me and my friends have watched a dozen times. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So, Biloxi, fast food, party time. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, but, yeah, they, they apparently love their fast food uh, enough to, to wait. <laughs> the commute home, they're stopping for chicken. That's just, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, what else? We went to a Biloxi Shuckers baseball game, a little double-A baseball, and... Uh, it was it was some of the worst baseball I've I've ever seen, um, and you know double A or or minor league games usually the ones that I've been to which is not a lot but you know thanks to the internet I've seen what goes on at a lot of minor league baseball games and it's usually a little more like high energy like the baseball's bad. Or, you know, in AAA, the baseball is just not great. Uh, it's not it's not the focal point, I guess. Um, so usually there's a lot more fun and, and uh, frivolity. I don't know. There's a lot more pageantry. And this just was a low-energy affair. Uh, the, <laughs> the game was awful, as I said. They had one little um like race around the mascot race around the bases it was like a crawfish an ear of corn and a potato you know all stuff you put in a crawfish boil and they just ran from first to third in like the sixth inning or something and that was pretty much it like even <laughs> the the announcers which you know as the unofficial voice of the pelicans i'm hearing this and i'm like hey get me in the booth Let's go. Uh, I can remedy this real quick. Uh, we can we can turn this train around. But it was just yeah, such a low energy affair. All the dads, uh, like it was it was families, and it's all these dads who are, you know, in an American flag trucker hat. They look like they haven't slept in two years, and all these moms who look like. They're somehow somewhere 10 degrees hotter and, you know, they look angry. And then all these little dirty kids, and I mean dirty in the sense that, like, they've probably had nachos. They've probably had Gatorade, so they've got, like, cheese all over them and, like, their lips are, like, blue or red. And, and they are just 
running around doing God knows what, and the parents seem to be like, kill me. So, yeah, <laughs> don't want to live in Mississippi. Um, it's not for us. It's not for us. I know, I mean, Bobby, for example, uh, he loves being a dad, and he doesn't say it. Not, I mean, he did when, when, you know, we're talking about it. But you can just tell from his actions, his involvement, his excitement around his child. And that's amazing. As we've talked before, he also likes where he's situated. He lives in, uh, in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, Matt <laughs> and Gerilyn were talking about how they're... <laughs> I think the, the phrase he used was, not nomadic necessarily, but like we want to move around a lot. Um, and that's how, and you know, he just bought a house in Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> and that's, but I think that's how like DT and I see ourselves. And we've been in the same apartment in New Orleans for four and a half years now, close to five. I don't know. <laughs> so neither of us are really living up to that uh, adventurous lifestyle we we picked out for ourselves, but like, you know, there's some people that really, really love that and, and they love their family and they're probably just, you know, not having a great night. Um, but that's it. Watching that, we're like, yeah, that's not for us. This place is not for us. Um, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, but they had fireworks after the, the shuckers game and those were great. And, uh, I told DT, I made a deal with her. It's like, I will take you here once a year for shitty baseball, low energy, uh, you know, low energy everything from, from crowd involvement to, uh, I don't know, the people who, who are on the base path, the people who are in the outfield, the people who are in the broadcasting booth, uh, the people who are at the food stands. Uh, seemed like no one wanted to be there. Uh, but I will take you for firework night once a year if you don't make me go out on July 4th. She took that deal. I am not a fan of going out on July 4th. Like, fireworks are cool. But they're not cool enough that I'm like, you know what? I want to be in a crowd with a ton of people who are all like, we're all going to stare in the same direction for 10 minutes and then wonder what the fuck did we just do for the last hour and a half? And what are we going to do for the next hour and a half? Uh, I don't know. Not my, not my, uh, not my thing. Also, you know, we don't really know a ton of people down here um that are doing like cookouts and stuff so and you know she works at a job that's open seven days a week i work in the service industry so we're usually not off all day for the fourth of july either so maybe that's part of it i don't know i don't care i'd rather i'd rather go to this minor league baseball game and see the fireworks there with less of a crowd is my point uh but you know, we went to two breweries. They were both really good. Uh, I, I cannot lie. I was surprised at how much I liked some of the stuff there. Um, and maybe that's, you know, a little elitist. That's fair. <laughs> it is, I guess. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying maybe. Oh, you guys know how to make beer here? That's shocking because this place kind of sucks. Um, no, it was, uh, it was good and, and all that. And you know what? Most importantly, we got to stay in air conditioning and that was fucking phenomenal because I honestly don't remember exactly when I even recorded the last podcast or what had happened since then, but you know, our apartment got up to like 84 degrees while we were gone. Um, and we were, the estimates, I guess we can 
kind of get back to the hurricane, uh, the estimates for power outages, you know, the, the first day, they're like, it might be five weeks. And we're all like, no, <laughs> no, there's no way it's going to be five weeks. Let's wait a little bit. We'll know more tomorrow. The next day, it's three weeks. And then it's kind of holding steady at three weeks, which is where, um, yeah, okay, so I do remember talking about this, which is where kind of uh, me thinking, okay, if it's going to be this long, I'm going to go back to Chicago for a little bit, be ready to come back to New Orleans within 24 hours when everything's back at it, back situated. Um, and then as we're hanging out in Mississippi, hiding out in the cool air, uh, the picture starts to come into better focus. So they're talking about, okay, these parts of the city will have power by the fifth. These parts of the city were, will have power restored to them by the sixth, by the seventh. And then um, the big thing was by September 8th, the uh, entirety of Orleans Parish in Louisiana, we have parishes instead of counties. It's essentially the same thing, except it accentuates the fact that church still has an enormous power over government, even though they're separate. <laughs> Interesting. Who would have thought? Uh, so the, the picture's coming into focus. We're still not sure what we're going home to because we don't, we're not close with anyone on our block and our block's kind of weird. It only stretches from, it's, it's a short block. And, uh, so it's not exactly, it's definitely not priority number one or two or three. Um, but sometimes it's, uh, fortunate where we don't lose power for long or at all when other parts of the city go down. So I don't know where we're getting our power from, but it's a, it's a mixed bag. It's really just the city is a mixed bag of, of power. Um, there's been a lot of funny New Orleans centric memes making fun of energy. Our very expensive uh, energy provider. Uh, it's the only option we have, but it's not a monopoly. I don't know how it's not, but it's not. Okay. Just, just drop it. It's not. Stop talking about it. Don't worry about it. It's not a monopoly. Stop freaking out. Uh, yeah, so we, uh, we, it's kind of, it, it's, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I'm very, yeah, I get on here and talk about myself every week. Um, and what I've been up to, but I still feel awkward talking about myself. Um, I guess sometimes, but like, it's, I, it's been a very stressful, I've been very unhappy. It's been very stressful. There were a couple days where I was pretty much, I just sat by myself, like not even, not doing anything, not knowing what was going on. Um, you know, because, because of all the unknown elements was just, it was just stressful and it just made me shut down a little bit. And then, uh, you know, have no, away from home and I'm happy to be in a place where I have, uh, some, some stuff, power, AC, all that. But like, I, I have no idea what's going on. I, um, I don't know, just feel like disconnected and something's not right, but it's hard to, I don't know. It was just, it was a hard week, honestly. So I uh, go from, you know, I was bouncing around doing stuff and then I would just sit and like decompress and feel depressed and, and we didn't know what we were coming home to and... I'm thinking about like, 
you know, oh, when, when am I going to have money coming in again? When, you know, do I have to spend money and go to Chicago? Because the heat's one thing, but I really can't go that long without my CPAP machine. It's, you know, I lived without it for a really long time. But then I got it, and that was great. Going back to not having it is a lot worse. Like, it, it just feels a lot worse than not knowing what I'm missing. So, so there's that. Um, and then just, like, I could just tell. Like, when I sleep with without it, I slept without it for, like, three days. And it's like I went for a walk and my legs hurt. Like, my body's just not bouncing back, repairing itself or, or, or whatever whatever bodies do. So yeah, it was, it was tough going without it. And, uh, so I have to make a plan. Like we're going to get back into town Sunday night. Uh, is everything still going to be messed up? Is there going to be any, you know, chance for me to use my CPAP machine? Are we going to have electricity? Sorry, I'm starting to multitask here and get, get ready for work. Uh, but, you know, I'm just th- running through all these different scenarios and things in my head. And then on top of that, you know, I'm entirely conflicted because I do find out that we're, our, our bar is going to start opening back up and it's it's just a weird thing where it's like okay yeah this is this is good this is nice that like we're gonna have the opportunity to work but then I'm thinking about how what if what if we don't have power so I just have to go work for eight hours and uh, then spend the other 16 of my day in a hot apartment with no energy. And, you know, I'm, I'm just supposed to be fucking thankful <laughs> that I can work right now. Uh, on top of feeling entirely mixed up and conflicted because I would be, I would be thankful, I guess, uh, in in a sense, I would be glad that I can go to work when a lot of other people can't. And I don't know. It, it's just it's it's very conflicting. It's it's hard to articulate, but it was just creating a lot of stress between all of the different moving parts and unknown elements. Um, but you know that. My my mind was was put at ease when we came back from uh, Mississippi Sunday night, and I saw the blinking light on our stove. You know that digital clock that when you lose power disappears, and you come back and it's flashing twelve o'clock. That was it. I saw it from the entrance, and I was like, I breathed a sigh of relief. Like we we got it, baby. We got power. Okay, uh, so we have power. I actually, I, I stopped the recording so I could brush my teeth, get ready for, for work, and I was going to take you all on the road with me. That's not happening now because I just got a frantic message saying that we're not opening till noon. Uh, you can come in at 11 instead of 10. Uh, so... Cool. <laughs> uh, I don't, you won't have to, you'll just have to deal with the shitty audio recording. You won't have to deal with the sounds of my walk out in the elements. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, so we got power back and huge weight off my shoulders. Uh, and had to go to work the next day. And 
it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like there's just a lot, I'm feeling a lot of different feelings about it. Like I'm frustrated that we're just like, ah, yeah, you know, there was a natural disaster. Oh yeah. You know, the city's so far from bouncing back. Um, we're going to need you to come in. Um, so I'm frustrated by that. Uh, but then I'm also glad that I know at the very least I'm going to get paid. I'm going to have some money coming in. So it's just, it's, I don't know. It's stressful. It's, it's, you know, murky waters and we're just figuring out how to navigate it. But I go into work and it's, it's frustrating because there's two types of people coming in. There's the people who are so grateful that we're there and, and they're really like they need, they need a place to go. They want to sit in air conditioning and have food and, and drink and charge their devices, you know, all, all sorts of things that, they weren't able to do yet. Uh, and then you have the other people who come in and they're just like detached from reality or something. And so we're um, in Orleans Parish. The sewage and water board was not um, operating at 100% capacity. And so they were asking people, hey, Avoid wastewater, meaning don't do laundry, don't run your dishwasher, don't take 45-minute showers or whatever, you know. Uh, otherwise, you might tip this, we could tip the scales and wind up with a boil advisory where our water may or may not be safe for human consumption, and we'd have to boil it um, to make sure that it was clean. Exciting stuff in this, uh, you know, in, in, in this uh, American city, uh, you know, greatest country in the world, right? Um, so that's, you know, very uh, limiting in what we can do. So at the bar, we were just doing pints of beer in plastic cups. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kicking the can down the road. We just had a uh, major natural disaster. Uh, we are in the midst of a climate emergency, uh, and we're going to use plastic so that for the next, like, five days we have a clean water supply. It's insane. It's absolute insanity. And I think that's part of the reason that I feel like so many like conflicting feelings and, and frustrated and, and, uh, and, uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, and then I just get pissed off when people come in and they're like, why can't I get a flight? Uh, because that uses, um, because that would result in us needing to use our dishwasher uh, running our sink to wipe down and sanitize flight boards. Like, it's little things, but, you know, we're being told that too many of these little things are going to hurt the system. And they're just like, you know, these people come in and they're like, well, I have power. Well, I, you know, they're like, well, my life's back to normal. So, you know, conform to my worldview, please. And I fucking hate those people. And uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a weird day. Uh, and then I worked Tuesday and Wednesday as well. And those were weird days, too. Um, in the middle of our shift Tuesday, our network went down. We lost, uh, you know, Internet we lost uh, our phone lines. We lost cable. Um, all stuff that we had, had gotten back. Um, and 
it just, without getting into the actual like logistics of it, it made, um, it made our job much, much harder, um, threw a wrench in the whole operation in the middle of the day. But, you know, we're dealing with it and I am, I, I know I keep saying it, but I'm happy that I'm able to go out and I'm able to make some money. Uh, I'm also sad and frustrated that it's like, you know, hey, like we just keep living through fucking dramatic events and I'm tired of it. It's been happening since I was in the eighth fucking grade. In at the uh, September 11th, which is tomorrow, never forget. Uh, it's just one fucking thing after the other, and it just keeps getting worse. And as it keeps getting worse, the owner class keeps digging their heels in and being like, "Hey, you know, like these things happen. Not, we we need you back. We need you at work. We need your labor." To make our millions, and I'm fucking sick of it. Jesus fucking Christ. So yeah, there's that. Um, so I work Tuesday, Wednesday, and yesterday I went with my friends down to Terrebonne Parish which is about an hour and a half west and uh, southwest from New Orleans on the coast, um, down on the bayou there. And uh, they, you know, they're not New Orleans. And everyone has moved on from New Orleans anyways, it seems like. Uh, so they are in desperate need of aid. And, uh, so we went down there to, uh, provide some of that. My friend got, uh, in, in very quickly, and this is actually very good news, um, that is nice to hear. Um, she put all her information out there, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, um, she put it on her Instagram, I assume her Facebook, um, people reposted, uh, she was able to raise like pretty significant amount of money, like a thousand dollars, maybe 1500 in two days. And so it picked me up, go to, or, uh, go to Lowe's, Home Depot, get some supplies, go to, um, Walmart. And she had, she had been in contact with some, some people out there in, uh, in Terrebonne Parish. And, uh, so she knew what they needed. We go and we get like a ton of stuff. Um, like we're, we're talking about like just over the counter meds, um, you know, clean underwear, adult diapers, um, I'm trying you know, insure meals. Um, and, you know, just, just picking up tons of stuff that these people need, but don't have access to, um, don't have reasonable access to, cause we, we drive once we were about 20 minutes out of the city, there's nothing. Okay. Nothing's open. No one has power. No one knows when they're going to have power. Uh, it's, it's a bad situation and, uh, it's not a sexy news story. So no one cares. No one else, no one unaffected. I, I shouldn't say no one cares. They probably don't even know. Um, they, they don't know what's going on because I'm sure they would care. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would, would care. Um, so, you know, we, we drive and we, <laughs> we're like, you know what, let's get pizza. And so we stopped at this Domino's in uh, Metairie, which is the, like, a near suburb of New Orleans. 
and they're like, hey, we're only doing large pizza. We can only do a large cheese or pepperoni pizza. It's 10 bucks. It'll take about five minutes. <laughs> Domino's is... <laughs> they, they are nothing if not incredibly efficient pizza makers. Uh, we're like, cool, give us... You know, um, she, my friend, she looks at uh, how much donation money she's got left. It's like, all right, give us seven of each. And we wait, no joke, no longer than about 10 minutes. And we're coming out of Domino's with 14 pizzas. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we make the drive and it just, you know, it gets, uh, just gets worse and worse as you get, we're getting closer to the, uh, coast further away from the city. And, uh, you know, people here, there's this, they, we, we had our issues for sure. Um, and we're not all the way back yet. Um, you know, it's going to be a while before like going to the grocery stores, the shelves are going to be fully stocked and normal. Uh, you know, I'm closing in on almost two weeks without internet. Um, I went a week without power. Uh, there's, yeah, um, it's not normal here and it's worse there. Uh, so, uh, we go to, um, on Terrebonne Parish, we go to a, uh, uh, Point Aushin, which is, uh, they had a, um, uh, native tribe had, oh man, I <laughs> should have had my information straight before I shared the story. Um, it, it, the tribe, this native tribe has an outpost there, basically a community center. Um, we drop off a ton of supplies there. There's a church down there. We drop off a ton of supplies there. Um, and then we're just going, <laughs> we, uh, so my friend, I know her, she, um, worked sales at the brewery for a long time. She bartends sometimes. So I've been knowing her for a little bit. We both work at the brewery. So we also got a bunch of free beer and there's <laughs> the first people we gave the beer out to. We, <laughs> uh, this, this guy is just this sweet old man in this, like, teal, like, fishing shirt. And he's just, you know, part of a cleanup crew. Uh, and they're, like, you know, picking up debris and, like, busted power lines and shit. And we're like, hey, you want a beer? And he, goes, <laughs> he just goes, hell yeah, I want a beer. <laughs> So we give him, you know, him and his buddies, we give him a six pack of beer and a, a box of pizza. And, and, and that guy was just, he was funny. He was a sweet man. He's like shaking our hands. He's like, hey, hey, Donnie, Donnie Logan. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. It's, it's just, you know, it's the little things. Uh, but yeah, so we're. We're um, doing that, trying to get just, not get rid of is the right word, get to the people who need it. We went, we stopped, uh, you know, backtracking. We stopped in New Orleans at this um, small, like, it was honestly just like a mutual aid outpost of just a bunch of, you know, cool kind of punk rockish people um, who gave us like... Uh, box full of like little hygiene packs they were making. So like, uh, you know, the, a, a toothbrush, a little airport toothpaste, a little, little airplane, uh, bottle of, uh, mouthwash, um, washcloth, hygiene wipes, um, like speed stick. Uh, so we got dozens and dozens of those and they give us that. So we're, you know, taking it, trying to give, just give, we have a truck full of stuff and our only objective was to go down there and either give it to people who who needed it 
or give it to the people who knew how to get it to the people who needed it. Um, and so that's what we did. And then we're hanging out uh, at this other uh, home, I guess. It was, it was someone's home. And uh, they were kind of like gathering supplies and they had a big sign out front that said free stuff. And so we're sitting there with them. We're talking with them. And uh, someone comes up and they're, they're like, I need help with my roof. And we were like, okay, we're here to help. So we go and, you know, I don't know anything about that shit. I've, uh, I've cleaned up construction sites when I was probably too young to be on them. <laughs> and like, just to make a little money, my neighbor growing up was a contractor. Um, so, you know, he'd, he'd shoot me like a hundred bucks to clean up a work site. Um, but I don't know anything about fucking roofs. Uh, but you know, we get up there, this woman's roof was in need of tarping and we did it. And so that was cool. Did something on the, you know, didn't, I didn't know how to do beforehand. I still don't know the logistics of it, but I, I can do it. So, you know, it was, it was nice to be able to, uh, get out there and like one, just really see what's actually going on. Um, because you know, I, I'll be honest, I hear about it, but I don't, I didn't actually know. I've never been down that way anyway. So, you know, it's, uh, it was just, I don't know, glad, glad to be able to help. I'm getting, getting rambly again, I guess. I guess that's all this is. That's all this has been. <laughs> that's it. That's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get for leaving me up to my own devices and my own stubbornness, not being willing to miss a week, uh, which, hey, you got to respect it, okay? You got to respect it. But, yeah, so that was nice um, to be able to go out and help. And yeah, But, you know, it was a long, it was a long day. Uh, and then uh, today I got to go back to work. I'm off tomorrow, which I'm a little agitated about in the sense that it's like, hey, I work Saturdays. Like, this is my shift. Like, this is kind of, not even kind of, this was an agreed upon thing. I'll, I'll work the opening shifts Friday through Monday. Um, but also, you know, we, we had people who were out of town who are, these are going to be their first like shift since the hurricane. And I'm okay with that. I just, the, where it gets a little dicey for me is like, Hey, when, when things start approaching normal again, that's, that's going to be my shift again. Right. Right. But I also feel like I can't say that right now. I have no problem saying it. If like two weeks go by and I haven't worked a Saturday, then yeah, I'll say something totally comfortable with that. But in the meantime, I'm just, I'm trying to read the room. <laughs> and I think I'm reading it correctly. So, um, and the other thing, it'll be nice to have a day off, um, where I don't have to worry about anything. Cause really the days I had off, that's all I did was worry about shit. And I would talk to people. I would talk to Matt. Um, you know, I talked to my brother, my sisters, Joe Bags, friend of the show, who shout out, congratulations. He had his, uh, their, uh, he and his wife welcomed their first child. Uh, and that's all I'll say about that. I don't want to give away too much personal information to our tens of listeners, <laughs> of which he is one, so. Um, so shout out Joe Bags, uh, and, you know, getting text messages from people and, 
uh, um, people reaching out via Instagram. Um, that was, that was really good. And that was like, kind of the only time I felt okay. (laughs) Um, over this past like week and a half or so. Um, so since I won't be working tomorrow and I don't, there's a lot less, um, questions looming over my head. Uh, I'll actually be able to enjoy a day off. Um, I mean, (laughs) I brought my switch with me to Biloxi naturally. Uh, but I just like, I, I, I haven't even touched the, the thing. I mean, I would say that, that playing video games is probably my main hobby right now of like what I like to do with my free time. And I haven't done any of that. Like I, I don't even have interest in my hobbies. Like I really was like, unless I was forcing myself to go out and, uh, you know, buying tickets for a baseball game or, or I was actually talking with people via, you know, the ways I was talking with people. It just didn't feel good. So I am, I guess I I need to just see it for what it is. And what it is, is one Saturday off, which is not going to hurt me and a good thing because now I can actually Enjoy my day off, you know, it's, this is going to sound crazy, but that Monday and Tuesday when I was off after the storm, I didn't enjoy myself. <laughs> I didn't enjoy not having power, walking around, getting sunburned, uh, <laughs> looking at uh, all of the down trees and power lines and people's roof lines that were destroyed. Yeah, no, it wasn't fun. Crazy, I know. Crazy. But it wasn't fun. Uh, I guess, you know, that's, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't, I knew I was, uh, you know, motor mouthing, but I didn't know I was doing it for this long. So definitely going to wrap it up. Um, if you, uh, not if you have been, if, if you're here and you're hearing this now, you have been listening to Matt and Society. Uh, you can interact with us on Twitter at Mavs Podcast. That's M-A-V-S Podcast. Our website, thesaucelounge.com. Normally, and, you know, I'm saying the same thing I said last week, hopefully sooner rather than later, but normally you can watch us record the podcast uh, on Sundays on twitch.tv slash mavspodstream that's m-a-v-s-p-o-d-s-t-r-e-a-m and that's a fun time and you know I miss doing that and I haven't really been able to uh, tune into people's uh, twitch uh, streams because no wifi no uh you know, my uh, wireless coverage can't exactly handle that without a uh, Wi-Fi signal. But I get the notifications, and I'm like, boy, that would be fun. I guess I'm not doing that. Anyways, 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 anyways. Boo-hoo for fucking me. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Mavs Podstream. Follow us. We've reached 100 followers, which is exciting times. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, if you use the podcast app on your Apple device, rate, subscribe, and comment. It really helps out. Um, I'm sure it does if, <laughs> if people did it. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think we're pretty situated. We've, we've got all our... Uh, you know, all the people who, who were going to review it have done it. <laughs> I think. I don't even look. I, I can't tell you the last time I looked at a, at a review. Um, let's just see if we even had one. But uh, Overcast 
is a great podcatcher app, even if you used Apple. I mean, I have an iPhone, and I greatly prefer Overcast. Um, it's it's just better. It's it, it's better in every way, really. Um, so you should check that out, and it's available for Android as well. So it's not. Uh, do not worry if you do not have the podcast app. Um, man, what else do we plug? Oh, don't uh, don't use Stitcher Radio, otherwise you'll you'll lose Wi-Fi. Wait a minute. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was looking at my router and I'm like, wait, wait, it's on. Yeah, it's been on this whole time. <laughs> Being on isn't the problem. It's able to turn on. It's the actual signal that uh, that is the problem. But anyways, Stitcher Radio sucks, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Indeed.